It is January 3rd, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, and Odyssey. Now, walking into Wonderland near you, the one and only Rob Smith. Stu, it's snowing this morning all over Virginia, but um, I don't mind. I'm tough. See, I don't have anything on but this um, Brooks Brothers shirt because... I'm tough, Stu. Cold doesn't bother me. Stu, we're rolling into a new year, and I just got to say something real quick. I think New Year's is a stupid holiday. I also think it's a commie holiday, Stu. You know why? Why is it a commie holiday? In Rob world, if you work hard and you do well and you want to give yourself a day off and you're paying for it yourself, that's fine to do on New Year's Eve. But the idea that everybody in the United States gets a day off on the first day of the year when they haven't hit a lick yet, there's just something wrong about that, Stu. People ought to get up at 6 a.m. And get, and get after it. And then if they earn the right to take a day off, then they may. So there. But over the weekend, Stu, um, a few things happened. Once we had some football games and uh, some good football games. Um, but as everybody suspected, it's Alabama and Georgia again in the national championship. Who are you rooting for, Stu? I like the little Alabama additions to that song, Dixieland Delight. Have you ever heard that? Not sure I have. I've heard the song Dixieland Delight. It's a yeah, but- country song. Yeah, they take the chorus and they throw in some stuff. So, so that makes you want to, like, root for them? Yeah, I love that song. Easy to whenever in football. Okay, it's the way (laughs) Stu's mind works. I like it. (laughs) All right, Stu. uh, Another thing that happened uh, during this time of transitioning from one year to the other is the perverts at CNN were on national TV being perverted again. Um, They're in Times Square, and you got um, Don Lemon, who was drunk. Um, talking to, I think her name is Dolce Sloan, about chaining somebody to the bed. It's to love myself more and to say nicer things to me and to be able to say no. Does it mean chaining people to the bed? Does it mean what? Does it mean chaining people to the bed? Oh, only if I'm a good girl. (laughs) And then Dolce Sloan said something about her New Year's re- resolution is not to, or her English was not very good. She said, no broke dick or something like that. Yeah. For 2022? Yes. No more broke dick, okay? No more what? No more broke dick. No more penis from a man that has no money. Yo! Broke dick? Yes. Yo! Oh. My nigga, we live! 
my nigga, are you serious? And I think what she means by that, Stu, she wants to be uh, serviced in a more long lasting and satisfying way. And Stu, I just gotta say, it's just, the left is creepy and perverted. Why, why do you talk about these things in front of the whole nation? Um, um, why are you obsessed with these type of things? Why do you let a drunk guy talk for you? Um, it's just, ugh. what do you have to say about Stu? The whole thing was very odd. You know, Don Lemon has a history of getting wasted on New Year's and while he's being broadcasted to millions of people. I work for this news organization and I think that this, I mean, this uh, it is sets a standard for integrity. And then uh, everything's pre-sterilized, ready to go. So we're good. Okay, okay, I'm cutting you off after this one. Should I cut him off? And so he also went off on a rant about his haters and how people are just jealous of him because he's a successful black man and they can kiss his behind. Almost the entire night, so it's kind of an act, but I'm letting people into my life. And this is how I am all the time. I, I share everything. I don't, I don't give a... What do you think about me? What do you think about I don't care. I'm a grown-ass man. I don't care what you think about me. I don't lie. I am what I am. I'm a grown, successful black man who a lot of people hate because then I hear people seeing me and people like me in a position and I have to be able to share what I, my point of view on television. It freaks people out. And you know what? You can kiss my behind. I do not care. I don't care. I really don't what give it. I have one life. I feel very um, blessed and honored to be in this position, yes. to be able to do this. Yes. So all the hate I get, it's motivation to me. Bring it. I don't care. I really think he's kind of cracking a little bit. I imagine he's seen everything going on at CNN in terms of people getting fired and certain pedophiles working amongst him. I would love to know what the internal memos say concerning those sorts of things, especially since he might be on the chopping block of sorts because he is being actively sued by someone that allegedly he sexually harassed. Grab him in the nuts. I mean, I really kind of feel a lot of these news anchors have kind of ceased to be news anchors and they're really more one step away from being an actor. So what, what, how much of what Don Lemon says is his actual thoughts? I don't know. And one of these, in one of these videos I found of him being drunk, he talks about how he wants to run for, run for president as an independent one day. And then I'm going to run. And you're going to run for president. Yeah, as an independent. <laughs> I, I quit. Our bosses are sitting at home right now going, no! 
and it's kind of tough to tell if he's joking or not. But, you know, he's from... But on the other side of CNN, you had Andy Cohen equally drunk. So it's so bizarre that we get to see all these CNN celebrities wasted one night a year. But he gives this very... It's a good rant about Bill de Blasio and how much he hates Bill de Blasio. And he says, you know, sayonara to the fella. But then you have to watch Blue Blood Anderson Cooper try to hold his friend back and prevent the rant from happening. Tell us something, Andy. Watching Mayor de Blasio. Don't go on a rant. Do his victory lap. Dance after four years of the crappiest as the mayor of New York. The only thing that Democrats and Republicans can agree on is what a horrible mayor he has been. So, sayonara, sucka. Wow. 2022. It's a new year. Because guess what? I have a feeling of which, I'm going to be standing right here which. next year. And you know who I'm not going to be looking at? Dancing as the city comes apart. You. It, the whole thing just, it doesn't, to, as someone who's observing this, it doesn't really convey strength that everyone at CNN falls apart like that the moment alcohol gets involved with their system and it kind of seems to me like the whole agency is nerved out of their mind so i think you get to a certain age and you want to be responsible and serious and one of the ways you do that is you you don't get drunk anymore um so here they're putting forth their network um in a kind of a childish um it's a childish illustration is what it is and that's how they want their network to be perceived anyway Stu Stu I watched probably the most informed not watched I listened to I walk Stu a lot uh, thankfully uh and I listened to podcast um and I listened to um Joe Rogan show show with Dr. R-O-B-E-R-T-M-A-L-O-N-E. And it was just the most informative piece of knowledge uh, I have witnessed between books and podcasts and other things in at least a couple years. Um, he talked about the science of COVID. You know, he talked about how we're we're different, and not everything fits everybody exactly the same way, which should be common sense. And he talked about the alliance between big pharma, um, money, and the media. How they're interrelated. And people serve on each other's boards, and um, and how um, some of the media folks, because of the interrelationships, shut down speech. So I myself, you know, Peter McCullough is the textbook example of hunting physicians, right? 
the guy is 150,000 150, in debt right now in the hole in trying to defend his medical license. This is one of the most highly published authors in the world. Um, he's an exceptional researcher, you know, and, and apparently a pretty good podcaster too. Um, oh, based on, <laughs> I mean, the guy's published more in his field than any other physician in history. And Baylor's trying to take him out. And it's not only Baylor, it's some entity outside of Baylor that's come in and is financing the attacks on him. But just to bring it home in a really, not to make it all about me, but to be able to speak in the first person, okay? So I went to Maui with a bunch of physicians a few months ago, and we gave talks and did training about early treatments. We didn't talk about vaccines. There's only one hospital on Maui, on the island of Maui. It's owned by a, a it's basically a Kaiser Permanente satellite, okay? Um, so we went there, we gave that talk. That hospital and the hospitalists associated with it are actively involved and have kicked out Kirk Milhound because he's giving early treatment with the horse drug, ivermectin. Okay. Now, who's Kirk Milhound? You know, why is he why is he in this hospital? What is he qualified? Okay. He's an MD PhD pediatric cardiologist with his PhD training at UC San Diego in vascular inflammation. He is among the most qualified individuals in the world for managing um, COVID and commenting on cardiomyocarditis in children. And they've kicked him out of the hospital. Just for prescribing ivermectin. For early treatment. Uh, also talked about kind of this whole, what you might call industrial complex between all the related parties. He talked about how corrupt P-H-A-R-M-A is and how they historically man manipulate tests. And the job of the FDA is to, to catch them on these things, but they're really compl complicit in them. You know, big P-H-A-R-M-A, they run these tests and then the FDA's, you know, they look over their shoulders to see if it was done honestly. They're not doing that. He talked about the money the hospitals make. And to me, this is the biggest, biggest element. And I wrote him today and said, hey, uh, how can we get exact numbers and from whom? And when you look at the numbers, one could say that the hospitals have a huge financial interest on seeing that people who have COVID go to the hospital and DIE because they get paid for it. I mean, it's startling. Um, um, he talked about how the mismanagement of the government right now, or not mismanagement, but again, the hypotheses, he was very measured because he's under, you know, everybody attacks him. And he, he, he doesn't want to say conclusions, but he says, well, this would be the hypothesis um, that people should, should look at, which is what critical thinkers do. And he talked about the, uh, the monoclonials, did I say that right, Steph? The, um, and the monoclonal antibodies uh, probiotics that 
the government is keeping away from people. And, you know, Joe Rogan asked him, he said, well, why would they do that if this helps folks? And he said, well, the hypothesis is um, they want the crisis to continue uh, such that they can continue to exert emergency powers. That's raw, blind ambition and political power at the expense of people's lives. Think about how evil that is. And they put out, you remember in mid-December, right before Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh, you're all going to get infected by COVID and, and it's going to sweep through and we're going to have 80% of COVID by this time of this month. Well, how about that ridiculous press release from the White House? That said, we're the winner of the unvaccinated death. You know, experience a, a winner of death and the overwhelming hospitalizations. All I can say is that the political genius behind that should be taken out in the behind in the woodshed and given a good whooping, because um, that was just horrible political messaging. I so horrible, <laughs> and in the terms in terms of Omicron, so inaccurate. Um. He talks about how all the B-A-C-C-I-N-E-S, they, you know, they change things in your body. And he talked about how they work. And it was uh, fascinating in that he talked about T-cells and spike proteins and um, how, you know, not everybody's alike. So sometimes the B-A-C-C-I-N-E's work fine with the folks, but sometimes they don't. And he explained why. He's had the B-A-C-C-I-N-E. And he had one of the most noted side effects, and he almost died. Um, he talked about how doctors are afraid to speak up, and one of the reasons is because the hospitals make so much money, and they're all tied tied into this. And of course, a doctor doesn't want to lose his job, but he said nurses are speaking up. And they're talking about everything they see. He, uh, and he talked about um, the new vac the vaccines, how after si 60 days, their efficacy has faded away. And how because of what they do to the, to the body often, that you are more likely to get the um, V-I-R-U-S um, because I like to figure stuff out, stuff, Stu. I figure I know everything, but when I don't know something, it bothers me. But apparently what I've been thinking about what's going on actually has a name. And there have been some um, psychologists who have developed a theory behind this. And it's called mass formation psychosis. In other words, why do people blindly believe what the government tells them about things, even when they have just lied repeatedly and been wrong about things, but yet they blindly do it? And he says there's something about the anxiety that folks won't have. They want a, they want a solution and they want an enemy as well. They want to be part of one team. I guess it gives them some sort of comfort um, and I think we see that not only in COVID, but in other things. Uh, so there's a video too on that. And um, he compared it to what was going on in Nazi Germany, how this highly intelligent 
and advanced uh, people uh, fell for um, the ideology of Nazism. Um, he talked about the damage that social media does to children. He says that a lot of these things going on today, you know, especially with the lockdowns, et cetera, um, that they're seeing that children's IQ points are dropping tw 20 points, um, you know, they, because they're not, he said, we're designed to interact with people, not do things on screens. And he talked about that. Um, and he said, you know, this is a general, this is, these are problems that are going to be around for generations. And I like to stress, this was not a Democrat versus uh, political discussion. It was not overtly political, but it talked about some of these troubling things going on during our time. Kind of a 1984 type thing, well, this thought control and, and the censorship and uh, why people do that. So I don't know if we can flash that up on the screen, uh, a link to it. But boy, I mean, it, I really recommend this for folks to really get a feel for what's going on. And if you're not been, if you haven't been keeping up uh, with some of these, these issues, I think it's, it's something that can kind of allow you to think more critically and independently about what's going on. Moving on, Stu. Uh, I just saw a little while ago that T-Mobile is restricting the mention of certain conservative websites in their text. That's scary as hell. Um, more, more censorships to Margie, Marjorie. Oh, I didn't, didn't mention that, that uh, Robert Malone had 500,000 Twitter followers. Um, and they banned him permanently. Along those lines, Margie Taylor Greene got banned this weekend. And all she, <laughs> for telling the truth and for citing the CDC, she mentioned the VAERS and VAERS, if you don't know, is, uh, um, you know, V-A-E-R-S. Uh, but she cited numbers from the CDC. Twitter cancels her. And, and Malone talked about this today. It's like this big tech out there tells you what the truth is um, instead of listening to what the truth actually is. They are the authority on truth. Scary. Over the weekend, there are more planes of illegal, illegal immigrants flown into cities or towns in red states uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, one flew into Allentown, Pennsylvania. And Stu, why, why can't you be transpa transparent about this? Whenever you try to hide something, there's a reason you try and hide it. Stu, in Arlington, Virginia, Northern Virginia, Virginia, which is a hellhole of hellholes. Um, the school board there has proposed that the students have no homework, no extra credit, no grades, and are 
and are able to just retake things as many times as they like. Why, Stu? It's unfair, Stu. And because of this, we have to dumb down everything. Again, Stu, Marxism, um, scary. And who does this help? Helps nobody. Doesn't help the folks that they 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 are um, um, supposedly looking out for. But you know who, who else it does help, Stu? The teachers who want to sit on their fat ass and not do anything. Stu, now this is funny. I think it's funny. We got AOC in Florida, and she's with her boyfriend. And as you know, and she's walking around in public places without a mask, dude. Imagine that. Um, so naturally, she caught a little bit of you know what on social media. And Stu, I'd like for you to inter interpret these two things she said. Excuse me, because I think it's kind of weird and I don't understand it. So in response on Twitter, when they catch her red-handed red being a hypocrite, she says, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. <laughs> they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet. The hell's that mean? All right. And she also said, it's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange and deranged sexual frustrations that underpin the Republican fixation on me, women and LGBT plus people in general. These people clearly need therapy, won't do it and use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. So if you catch her being hypocritical, it has something to do with weird sexual desires of people who are attracted to her. Still, I don't think a whole lot of people are attracted to her. I think some people had made fun of her boyfriend who was there with her. He had flip-flops on and he's just as pale and just as ginger as I am. So he has nasty pale feet, you know, as do I. <laughs> Why do you gingers get all the ladies, Stu? Can you explain that? I have no clue. But uh, so I think she must have seen some negative co negative comment about her boyfriend and that influenced the reaction. I'm interested to see that she didn't include the Q and LGBTQ. So uh, that's always funny The when the performative politics isn't accurate as it as they claim to be so i mean she's just a charlatan uh i i've seen some people make the argument that she's really a cia spook but uh and that her whole thing is to be kind of this dumb socialist that is popular but dumb well i think she's kind of a manchurian candidate because she's what 28 29 and she spouts this, this, this socialism. She's a good speaker in the sense that, um, I mean, she doesn't make any sense, but she's, you know, she's got a few, you know, three syllable words and, um, 
But I'm wondering just how somebody can be so brainwashed so early in life. It's kind of like she was brought up in a capsule and they just spoon fed her this her whole life. Well, any wisdom for us today before we head out? Still, aren't you going to do some talking or did I over talk my, I cover everything? I was just going to focus on the, the CNN stories. That was kind of my focus today. All right. Yeah. Well, Stu, um, did you mention something about wisdom? Yes. Okay, the roads are really icy today. Now, Stu, where I grew up in the northern neck, it snowed a lot, uh, a lot more than it does in, in Richmond. So um, do not hit your brakes, okay? Drive slowly and turn your steering wheel slowly. Do not have any sudden movements, all right? Just, just looking out for the people. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully you prevent some car accidents from happening today. See, Stu, I care about people. Unlike Lori Lightfoot, who likes to see people shot. <laughs> Unlike certain people at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who deny drugs that would save people's lives and um, they end up dying. I actually care, Stu. Man, the people. Go get him, Stan. Later. Rob is the man. Was the man always will be the man. And I yeah. agree.